You shall love the neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandments greater than these. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I would say, who is my neighbor? Our neighbors that need more help than we can ever imagine is our brothers and sisters in purgatory. And the problem is, and it's shameful, that we never remember them today. Now, who could tell me about the three parts of the Holy Catholic Church? The church, anybody? Anybody? What? Very good, Bill. Somebody knows, very good. I know you know, Bill. Anyway, Joe knows. Triumphant, militant, and suffering. That's a basic aspect of the Roman Catholic Church. It goes down since the beginning of the church. We have three aspects. Let's go over it real quick. The church triumphant. These are our brothers and sisters who fought a good fight. They finished the race. They kept the faith. And now they received the beatific vision. The church militant is you and I. We're in a battle, not for our life, but for eternal salvation. And this battle goes on to our very last breath. And if we don't win it, we're done. Because this battle determines if we will go to heaven forever with God or hell. And finally, the church suffering. Our brothers and sisters in purgatory who God has forgiven their sins, but not their remission of sins. One of the facts about the holy souls is they cannot and will not pray for themselves. Something we cannot comprehend. I know when anything happens in our lives, first thing we do is hit our knees and beg God to get us through whatever's going on, whatever disaster. These souls don't at all. But they always pray for their benefactors and their brothers and sisters here alive that they might remember them. A few, a few weeks ago in the uh, gospel, Jesus said, settle with your opponent on the way to court. If not, the judge will hand you over to the constable. The constable will throw you in prison. And I tell you, you will not be released until you paid the last penny. That's purgatory. Well, some people bring up to me, it's a good question, what about the repentant thief on the cross? What did Jesus tell him? Today, you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't say you're gonna, you're gonna spend a week or a year in purgatory. He said today, great point. But what did the repentant thief tell the other thief who, who mocked our Lord? He said, don't you fear God? We are receiving our just punishments. See, my brothers and sisters, one of the basic aspects of God is you, you pay Him now or you pay Him later, and in this life, it is a million times easier. A million times easier. The church gives us things called indulgences. 
Now you're saying, boy, that guy's an old, old deacon. You don't understand the world today. But it's a fact. Indulgences are plenary or partial, but they remove a remission of sins. How few of us even know what they are? The other aspect, and I had a great discussion with a holy pastor, and we mentioned that the saints in heaven can pray for the souls in purgatory, help them relieve their suffering. But we, the church militant, can only offer indulgences for them, which basically cleans the slate and brings them home. How few of us do that? A priest once said, and I agree, he said, you know how sad it is that the memory of the loved one is gone once the casket is closed. And what he meant by that is people are so upset, which they should be when a loved one dies, but how few go on and remember their loved ones and pray for them. He said, that's a shame. And I agree. So number one, does purgatory exist? You bet it does. Take it from me. Number two, what is the suffering in purgatory? It's a good question. There's two types of suffering. The suffering of sense and the suffering of separation. Sense is kind of like a physical type suffering, although there is no bodies. And there's different levels in purgatory. The saints will tell you that the lowest level is the same fire that burns in hell purifies the soul in purgatory. There's many other levels too. One said that if you lived a impure, filthy life, you swim in filth until you are cleansed. One said about, there was a saint that used to spend all night before the blessed sacrament in prayer. And one night, he heard a commotion in the stall. The stall, is, if you've ever been to Belmont Avenue, there's little areas of prayer. And he goes over and looks, and there's a very old monk there. And he said, Father, did the abbot give you permission to be out at this time of night? And he said, oh, no, no. He said, I'm dead. He said, but God in his mercy has me pray the divine office continually until I come home because I was very lax in that. So there's all these different aspects of what we're lacking, and God tries to help us to cleanse ourselves. One said it's like this. He said that it's a story about a sailor who was shipwrecked at sea, and he swims all night, and finally he sees the shore. And he swims and swims and swims, and the closer he gets to the shore, giant waves throw him back out to sea. And just goes on and on and on. Ah, but finally, a young man or a young woman in a small boat grabs him, pulls him on the boat, and brings him to shore. Drags him on the sand. He's there, exhausted. When he looks up to thank his benefactor, the benefactor's gone. Some say it's one of the holy souls. 
Some say it's guardian angels. Some say it's what you and I are called to do for our brothers and sisters suffering. So the other question we ask ourselves, how can we help these holy souls? Like Father mentioned, indulgences. we the only ones that can offer an indulgence for our loved ones. How many of us have done that? Any prayer for the deceased goes tremendously. And think about it. All of our other brothers and sisters of different denominations, the Protestants, the Baptists, whatever, God loves them, but they believe once you die, you're in heaven or hell. So they don't have any prayers at all. What a great gesture to remember the souls that have no one to pray for them. Offering masses for our beloved dead, great benefit. Giving alms helps tremendously. It says in the good book that give alms and all will be made clean. Father told me recently we have something called a capital campaign. Wouldn't it be nice to just give some extra money just for the holy souls? I tell you this, whatever you give comes back to you a millionfold. You can't get a better return on your money. Offer the little things that go on in our life, our little crosses we bear. Offer them up for the holy souls. You know, when I was growing up, my mom and dad, God rest her soul, always told me, you know, you had a cut, you fell, you whatever. They said, offer it up for the holy souls. I never hear that today. And that's a shame. We should teach our children when to bear our crosses and offering up for the souls that cannot help themselves. Finally, any little act helps. I'll tell you a story. There was a very holy and pious lady that used to be here at Sacred Heart. And she told me this story. She's in heaven now. That she had the pious act of lighting one of those little candles before the Blessed Virgin Mary for her mother's soul two to three times a week. And she said one night she came into the church and it was very dark. Bad weather outside. And she said she went and lit one little candle and miraculously the whole church lit up. And she had the divine inspiration that one little act freed her mother from purgatory and brought her home to her eternal reward. I did forget to tell you about the, and I apologize, the greatest pain is a separation from God which we cannot understand. But any soul will tell you to receive the beatific vision is all the soul wants, all the soul needs. But you, my brothers and sisters, and me, were the only ones that can bring them home. It was once said that if you release one soul from purgatory, your salvation is about guaranteed because that soul will stand before the throne of God begging for the benefactor and will never stop praying and begging until that soul sees the beatific vision of God.
Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever.